0: With a heart full of compassion, Jesus looked at her and said, Stop crying. But she was sure that that would not be happening anytime soon. She couldn't have stopped crying if she, if she had tried. And, and didn't this man know that the tears were not just some, some faucet you could turn off? You know, it wasn't just a, a switch that you could flip that, that easy. And, and besides, the, the tears had only just begun. Her, her son, her only son, her, her beloved son, had, had only just been taken from her, ripped from her arms. We don't know how this young man died, how her son passed. Maybe it was a terrible accident. Maybe it was an unforeseen illness. But whatever it was, to this mom, it had come much too soon and we know that he couldn't have been gone long because in in that time and in particular in that part of the world and the warmth of of israel bodies once they were confirmed dead needed to to get in the ground with within hours and and so this woman had only just begun to wrap her mind around the fact that her son was gone she had only just begun to grieve and, and so the tears were flowing and they were flowing freely and it was in between the tears that, that her mind was full of questions, like, like, why, why, God, why would you let this happen? First, my husband you take from me, and, and now my son, and, and why now? Why so young? Why why me, God? Why have you left me so alone? It, it didn't matter to her that there was this crowd of, of people mourning along there with her, walking with her to the burial site. She didn't see or feel any of them. She, she felt totally alone. Well, then she wondered who this stranger was. Maybe you better said, who did the stranger think that he was? After all, everything had been taken from her. Her, her husband, her boy, her entire world was gone. And, and now this man wants to take the only thing that she has left her, her grief and her tears. No, she, she, she will not let him do that. But it quickly becomes clear that there is something different about this man she has to wonder for just a second whether he's the crazy one or 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 whether it's her and and again it happens so quickly amidst all of the chaos that the mourners mourning the wailers wailing the criers crying but but then she notices that this stranger begins to touch her boy's coffin this man chooses to make himself impure according to god's law and, and chooses to dirty himself in the presence of the Heavenly Father and all these people here by, by touching that coffin. And, and, and why? She has no idea. And then he does something else that's, that's just as crazy. He begins talking, not to her, but to her son. Her, her son, who is dead. This stranger is talking to him as, as if the boy can hear him, as, as if he's alive Young man, the stranger says, I say to you, get up. And then the impossible happens. The, the, the eyes that this mother had so carefully closed as part of the burial process suddenly blink open. The, the mouth that she had watched be stiffed, uh, stitched shut suddenly is open and talking the legs which lied there limp are now walking the the uh, the arms that have been crossed over his chest so carefully and tenderly are now wrapped around her waist her boy who is dead is now alive and she can barely believe it and now there are even more questions but but this time the questions are how did this happen, and, and who is this man, <laughs> this stranger that had brought her son back to, to life? Now now she hears, she overhears some people in the crowd that day calling this man a prophet, uh, another one in the great tradition of, of Israel's prophets, another man like Elijah and Elisha who had also raised the dead and brought back sons of, of mothers. But, but this woman knows that this is no prophet, not for her. No, this man for her? This man is her savior. It takes her a few minutes to realize it. Uh, but, but as she wraps her arms around her boy, she realizes something. She stopped crying. The faucet has been turned off. The, the switch has been flipped. The tears, they've been replaced with, with laughter and smiles. All because, with a heart full of compassion, Jesus has stopped to raise her son. You know, dear friends, what Jesus had for that woman, for that widow, he also has for you. In, in this way, none of us is all that different from the widow there that day. Jesus comes into our life. Life and and he sees our tears, and he shows to us a selfless, powerful compassion, just like he did for that woman. Dear friends, I'll say it again: Jesus sees you. He sees your pain. He sees your struggle. He notices your tears. What whatever has brought that about, uh, whether it's just a foreboding sense of of darkness that fills your life today with this pandemic or, or whether it's loneliness you feel trapped and isolated and and scared or whether it's grief over the loss of someone that you love like with this woman a, a friend a co-worker a, a spouse maybe even a child jesus sees those tears that you cry maybe it's a diagnosis you've received for you or someone you love whatever it is jesus sees you you are not unnoticed whatever your struggle whatever your pain Jesus does not just keep walking. He stops and he sees you. But he does also more than that. He shows you the the same sort of selfless, powerful compassion that he shows to that woman. And and if you doubt that, ever doubt that, for, for even but a moment, look no further than the cross. Because it's on the cross and in the tomb, the empty tomb of Jesus, that we see his selfless compassion, right? Because it was Jesus who was willing to selflessly lay down his life it was Jesus who was selflessly willing to bear our shame, to carry our sin, to once again touch death on the cross so that we might experience life. It is the cross which shows us the powerful compassion of Jesus as he overcomes the, the greatest attack of, of Satan, the devil, as he overcomes our sin and its condemning, wagging finger, as he overcomes even death itself by, by conquering the tomb, we see the powerful compassion compassion of Jesus, it is all there for you. What he shows to that woman, he also shows to you. I know sometimes in in life it feels like like we are here and like no one cares and and like we are left to to carry our burdens and figure out our our problems, but, but that couldn't be further from the truth. No, Jesus sees us and he is there for us with a selfless, powerful compassion. And dear friends, it is that selfless, powerful compassion that we are called, as his disciples, to share with the world. Uh, That which we have received, we are called to give away. And and I think it begins with noticing. We cannot just walk through life kind of blind to all of the troubles and the struggles that are around us, right? Like with Jesus, we have to stop and see the tears. So do we. Do we see the struggles of the over 2,500 people in Arlington Heights alone who are living below the poverty line? Do we see them as they struggle to put a roof over their head and food on the table? Or, or do we just shift that responsibility and, and tell ourselves, well, that's for the government to figure out or, or some sort of social agency to solve, right? Do we see them in their struggle? Do we see the, the over 1,000 single parents in Arlington Heights? Can you believe that? If we don't see them, it might be because they're working so hard, sometimes multiple jobs, to care for their children, to to create the best life they can for them. But it's not easy (laughs) to be a single parent. So do we see them? Do we see, can you believe this, the over 14,000 foreign-born immigrants among us here in Arlington Heights? Now, some of those people come to this country with families and amazing support systems and and careers, but many don't. They're here learning a new language, living in a whole new land, trying to learn what life is going to be like all over again, trying to find a job and and a career. Do we see them in that struggle here? Uh, Even if we shop at different grocery stores and speak different languages and celebrate different traditions, we need to notice them. Do we notice the abused and the lonely, the addicted and the hurting? We are called to not blind ourselves to that, but to live our lives with eyes wide open, just like Jesus. And like Jesus, we are called then to to show those who we now see a selfless compassion from our powerful Lord Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean that we need to be the savior of the world. There's only one of, of those. It doesn't mean that we need to solve every problem. We, we couldn't possibly do that anyway. But it does mean that as we walk through life, we keep our eyes open, and we are willing and able to selflessly sacrifice for the good of those around us. It does mean that when we see the hurting, when we, when we see the tears, that we point people to the powerful cross and tomb of Jesus so that they too might put an end to their tears. It does mean that we are called to look out into the world and to have hearts of compassion too. And if we don't, if we're not heartbroken over the struggles and the pain that we see around us, then it means that we haven't been changed by the love and the life of Christ. Again, we are called to stop and to see the tears and to show a selfless compassion, the selfless compassion and sacrifice of our powerful Lord Jesus. With a heart full of compassion, Jesus said to the widow, and he says to you, stop crying. And dear friends, we will. Maybe not today. Not necessarily all at once because sin continues to plague us today and, 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 and pain continues to be a very real part of this world. But one day we will stop crying. I promise you that. All because Jesus saw us. And he noticed our tears. And he did something about it. He showed us a selfless, powerful compassion. In his name.